Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 93. Today, I'll be interviewing Yehudi Mercado. Yehudi, born in Mexico City and raised in Texas, he's an art director at Disney Interactive, where he co-wrote and art directed the Guardians of the Galaxy mobile game, then scooed into writing and illustrating his own graphic novels like Fun, Fun, Fun World, Hero Hotel, Rocket Salvage, and Saifu. He was the showrunner for a narrative podcast for the Pina Network, based on his graphic novel, Hero Hotel. He's currently writing a Mexican family adventure for DreamWorks feature animation. His new middle grade graphic memoir, Chunky, for HarperCollins, for Catherine Tegan's imprint, was featured in the New York Times book review. He also has a two-book deal with DC Comics for Shazam and a Batman middle grade novel. Um, and you can visit his website at www.supermercado.pizza.com. Uh, just dot pizza. Dot pizza. <laughs> dot com. Oh, yeah. dot pizza. Oh, I love yeah. that. Okay, yeah, thank yeah. you. So, <laughs> so anyway, so today I am really excited to have you on today to talk about more specifically. You have a lot of books, and you have a you know you're very talented. You have a lot of different things going on, but um. Today, we're going to be talking about Chunky, who I love. I loved, <laughs> I bought Chunky and I read Chunky in one day and I just raved about it. Um, and now Chunky goes to camp, which I think is yeah. just a perfect <laughs> time to talk about it because, you know, a lot of parents and caregivers are getting their kids ready for sleepaway camp. Um, and so just to introduce you, I just want to see, you know, my, I'll, get to the first question, but first, maybe you could just talk about um, kind of how you developed Chunky, how you, and also just talking about the name a little bit. Um, And, and also I just want to add that this is based on a true story, which is um, pretty much like probably one of my favorite types of books is graphic novels based on true stories. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, take it away. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. This is exciting. Uh, so yeah, like I had been working on, you know, the sort of sci-fi action adventure, middle grade books, like fun, fun, fun world, rocket salvage and Saifu and Saifu did really well for me. Like it sold out of its whole first run in like three weeks. And like, it was sort of my first hit, you know? And then, uh, I was at New York comic-con one year and I actually had dinner with Raina Telgemeier. Uh, if you know oh, Raina Telgemeier, yeah. she's like the queen of like kidlet. Oh, yeah. like, so mm-hmm. she did the book Smile, Drama, Sisters. Mm-hmm. And over the course of that dinner, she sort of convinced me to take a stab at the sort of graphic novel memoir space. Yeah. And I told her like, oh, you know, I had weight issues as a kid and I was thinking about doing a book called Chunky. And every chapter is sort of like me, you know, trying out for various sports and failing miserably and like sort of concocting this like imaginary mascot for myself that like helped me, help root me on. And she loved the idea. She was like, oh, this is great. There's like, 
There's not any books like this for boys. Like there's no body positivity books at all for boys and like in the space, very little books that, you know, memoir, for, you know, in this space at all for boys. And so she really encouraged me to like go for it and like really like explore that idea. And uh, yeah. And then I got a two book deal from Harper Collins and, uh, and um, yeah, like the, and uh, it was interesting. Some like, you know, when my literary agent was like auctioning it off, there were some reactions to the title chunky. Cause a lot of people like immediately thought it was like, Oh, it was just going to be fat jokes and like making fun of fat people. And like, but I, you know, they obviously didn't read the full transcript because it wasn't that it was more like reclaiming the name and chunky being about not fitting in, not necessarily like being fat. It's like, I feel chunky in the space. Like I don't fit. Exactly. So that was sort of like the, each sport was like me trying something new, not fitting in and then moving on and like realizing what my true passions were, which was like art and comedy. Exactly. And what I loved about that book is the fact that you also not just highlight like body image in a boy. I do agree. I think that there's not enough out there for boys um, but also the fact that you don't have to be, and this is one thing I've talked about on podcast before, is that the pressure of boys to be sporty. Right. That you always have to be like sporty. And I went through this, you know, with my son who didn't recently like sports until he's, I don't know, he's in sixth grade now. So it's like going in seven. So, you know, it took him a long time and the pressure to always be sporty as a boy. Um, that's what I really enjoyed. And what I also enjoyed about Chunky is the, kind of uplift, uplifting character that he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he always takes humor in a situation. Yeah. You know, he gets a little bit down, but then he's back up being funny. And I, yeah. I think that there's something like really nice about that because it shows that humor, how important it is in difficult situations. And then in the end, that's really where he, where he shined. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was really important to, to make it be genuinely funny like make the book funny and not a downer. Like, cause it could easily be, a you know, like remember like Judy Bloom's blubber, like overweight girl. And that is not, she's not even the main character in that book. And it's like, and it's such a, like, you know, it's it's kind of a bummer. So I I wanted to make sure that, you know, okay. The, the, the chubby kid was the star and he's funny. And I always keep in mind, like, you know, like the, the idea that he was terrible at sports, but he's a good sport. Like, Exactly. So that was like the, that was the key is like to show, cause it is, you know, it's important to try different things as a kid, but like, um, as long as you, you know, can know yourself, stay true to yourself and know what you like and what you're good at and be positive about it. I feel like that was like a big, a big thing about the book. Yeah. And then also the dynamic with his parents, I thought was also mm-hmm. really important that, you know, he felt pressure to, you know, try different sports. Um, but in the yeah, end... Yeah, my dad is an amazing athlete. So, like, like living in that shadow and, like, really, like, not being able to, like, keep up with him at all. Like, I mean, he could still beat me at tennis. He's, like, 80 years old now. And, like, he could still beat me at tennis. <laughs> I never had that pressure. We don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to my family, so. 
I was I was the one sort of like picking the flowers at the, in the soccer field. <laughs> <laughs> the soccer was going in another direction, and I was like, oh, "What yeah. happened? Where, where, where am I?" Um, so yeah, no, I appreciate that. And so after writing and illustrating Chunky, did you always plan for Chunky Goes to Camp as being a sequel? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like that's that was part of the pitch package because I definitely wanted something because that, you know, Jewish summer camp. I went to Green Family Camp in Waco, Texas uh, as a kid. Uh, I went for like eight years, nine years. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was a huge, important part of my life. Like I'm still friends with the people I went to camp with. Mm -hmm. And uh, but but I wanted that to be, you know, if the first book is like Hootie, the character learning like it's okay to be funny and realizing he's funny and like finding that then it's then it's a sort of like uh okay how did that the being a funny kid like get him in trouble you know that was a, a big part of my life too is like always going to detention even though I was a good kid like I never got in fights or like drank or smoke and like but for some reason I was always in detention but then I wanted to show like okay not feeling accepted or feeling like, you know, I stuck out in school and then finding a Jewish summer camp where it was like, oh, I can finally breathe. Like it's um, amongst my people. And then, and then really like meeting Pepe Guzman, like who was my real life friend, like to meet another Latino Jew who was into comedy. It was like meeting an imaginary friend. Like that's how immediately like we bonded and immediately got each other's jokes I mean, it was magical. Like, so like, I definitely like that was part of like the evolution of the story from Chunky to Chunky Goes to Camp. Yeah. And he's the only one also that saw the Imagine yeah. Friend besides, yeah. besides you. Yeah. Which is so another like fun show, twist. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was really cool. And I also like the fact that like on, you know, I mean, I'm not going to give it away because I want people to, <laughs> you know, read it, but I was just yeah. say on the way, you know, feeling nervous, mm -hmm. feeling, I mean, I even remember that feeling of, you know, kind of getting onto the bus and being like, yeah. Oh my God, what is this going to be like? Um, and what I just, what I enjoyed about the book, um, is just, you know, really the culture of kind of camp, like how mm -hmm. camp works and the different, um, not just activities, but like, you know, just talking about the different events at camp. Yeah. Um, and and also just the friendships that you that you make at camp because yeah I mean making some yeah. strong friendships I didn't unfortunately I didn't start young enough I started uh, my camp experience too old yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta <laughs> start them early well. yeah. yeah so for my kids I you know they started really young yeah um, how long do they go to camp uh, well since I guess third grade like third no i mean like like uh, like how many weeks do they go oh, six weeks six weeks wow yeah, my kids okay. are six weeks most are seven and is that two sessions or is that one session it's two sessions okay it's, most people do the whole wow that's incredible because it's oh. like i went four weeks and i thought that was long and like i i know they had whittled down what the sessions were but like yeah, yeah. It, was eight weeks when I was, I guess we're like about the same age. So it was, it used to be eight weeks oh, um, amazing. growing up. And I always went four, which yeah. I always felt like was way too long. Um, <laughs> but, but most people went eight. Yeah. Uh, 
So, so for anyone out there at Sleepaway Camp, it's definitely sort of its own culture is Sleepaway Camp. And I know what, what other parents love about Sleepaway Camp now is that there is no electronics. Right. Which really... That's huge. A huge thing for... It's a, you got to detox them. Like, yeah. Exactly. Which, you know, back then we didn't have phones, so we weren't mm-hmm. really detoxing from anything. Well, <laughs> it was, so I, you know, I still keep in touch with the camp director, Louis Dobin. That was my camp director when I was a kid. And we had a, you know, dinner with some like camp alum, I think like three years ago, maybe more. But he was even saying like, he's now worried because kids are so buried in their phone that there's no interpersonal communication. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know how to like resolve conflict verbally with each other anymore. They don't know how to open up and like tell each other like what bothered them or what, you know, like, it's interesting that like he he's saying like, he's seen such a drastic shift in the recent years of like kids not being able to express themselves verbally anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because it's just, everything is texting and everything yeah. kind of behind a screen. And I do think, you know, yeah, and your personality yeah. can just be that online personality. You don't need to sort of back it up anymore. Like exactly. And I think yeah. it it's just it's a it's a great time to really develop friendships in the way that that face-to-face um communication, which sometimes we miss, mm-hmm. especially through the pandemic. And then yeah. you know, we're finally kind of getting back to, you know, with schools just being, you know, everything's in person, everything is sort of saying, I don't want to say back to normal because what's normal. Yeah. But um, anyway, so, so one thing I did want to go back to in the book, I loved mm-hmm. how you reference the three amigos and Ferris Bueller's day <laughs> off because it yeah. brought me back. And actually I did recently go to the Bedford uh, playhouse, which recently oh, yeah. me where, where Chevy Chase was there talking and we watched three amigos. And that oh, was wow. a couple of weeks ago. So I was like, <laughs> this is so perfect. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So anyway, so what was your, is it because those movies were something significant in your life then, or is it something that you kind of planned ahead when you were writing the book? Yeah, it's definitely was, uh, you know, I was such a huge movie fan, like as a kid, like we, my <laughs> probably shouldn't say this, but like we went every weekend and then me and my dad would always see a movie and then sneak into a second movie ah. like every weekend. So like we, we saw movies like around the clock. Yeah. So then uh, that always became sort of my touch point when meeting new friends. It's like, Oh, what movie do you like? You know, mm-hmm. it sort of became the bond. And then Pepe and I were like, just like on the exact same page on everything. And like, just that feeling of like, like I remember like one night at camp, it was like raining. So when it's a rainy day, they just throw on a movie, you know, we watch, <clears throat> and we were watching Young Frankenstein. And it was it was funny how like Pepe and I were laughing at the same things the exact same way together. Whereas like it felt like maybe some of the other kids like didn't quite get the jokes. Like so it was like it almost became our like secret language with each other. Yeah. So Yeah. It, and I also like that Pepe, you had him write something in the book at the end. Yeah. 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 That's that was very important. Like and that's kind of what I was nervous about the whole like development of the book. I was like, you know, I showed it to him like when it was in rough form to make sure everything was fine. And I was like, I definitely want you to write a note afterwards. Cause that was also part of why it was important to bring in the Pepe character. You know, he's, he is exaggerated from how he's in real life, but I wanted to show like another funny kid, but maybe his 
humor comes from a little bit of a more painful angle and how that needs to be sort of like acknowledged and like, so sort of like a, a little bit of a warning, like a hootie, if you get too angry at, you know, being constantly being thrown into detention, then maybe your humor can come from anger and then maybe that's not so healthy. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to show like, okay, he's funny, but there are right and wrong ways to use your humor. And, uh, you know, punching up versus punching down was another thing. Like, Right. So, I like how he, yeah. you know, I, I love how you, and you did in the first book too, just reflecting on kind of, you know, just like what it was like for you. Um, mm-hmm. And also I liked Pepe's part as well, just like explaining what, you know, kind of maybe just even his perception of the book, how he, you know, just his character, but then also yeah. what may you, what you may have not known just from reading the book, mm-hmm. um, which I really, really like because I, I don't know, there's something about um, a memoir, like a graphic novel memoir that just, I, I just really, really enjoy because it's not something you just could read. It's something you also see. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know, at the end, I'm always like, you know, I love the picture and, you know, it's, it's just a different way of kind of showing that time in your life. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, yeah, it was definitely, you know, cause I'm used to drawing, you know, robots and aliens and explosions. So like to be able to pare down my style and make it a little bit more simple and like real world was, it was a challenge at first, but then I feel like I got into the groove. And, so- uh, one thing I did want to bring up is just I, I I did really feel like you handled the the character of Chunky handled that you know body image um, mm-hmm. you know like that whole conflict you know what I mean like where he felt sort of maybe self conscious but I think he handled it really well and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about for any parents out there who's who has a, maybe a son who feels mm-hmm. more maybe self conscious about their weight or their appearance you know, what kind of advice you might give them. Um, I know that your character definitely just kind of embraced it. And I felt like he brought humor to it. Um, yeah. But I was wondering if like, if there's any sort of tips for other parents out there. Uh, I mean, I would definitely say like the, the policing never goes well. Like, like sort of like, you know, chiding for having seconds, you know, it just sort of makes the kid more defiant. I feel like that, that's how it made me. So like, and then, uh, you know, uh, just be aware, like the, the, there's something else going on and like, like, you know, you don't, you know, treat it differently than other things. Like it's not, it's not the same as a kid leaving his dirty clothes on the floor, you know, like, like overeating and sort of like emotional eating is different than that kind of problem. So like, can't be treated like with nagging or like with sort of, uh, you know, making them feel bad about themselves. Cause then that just makes it worse. So I would say like, uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta sort of chisel away at what the root cause is, you know, it's like there's a sadness there is, you know, why is the kid sad? So it's, it's all about like just, diving a little deeper, finding out what the root cause was. And then also, I mean, we, you know, we live in a time where it's just, you know, fast food and food is terrible for you. And like, we don't move as much. So I would say, yeah, 
maybe come up with like activities that gets the kid moving more. Like that's, you know, gamify it, make something fun out of like moving more and just like feel like maybe that would help. Right. And also, I mean, just sort of like following their lead. Mm-hmm. Maybe because, you know, I always say that just because they may not like a like a sort of maybe a more popular, like a ball sport, you know, like a baseball yeah. or like a soccer or, you know, lacrosse doesn't mean that they may not like swimming. Right. Um, you know, ninja course. Yeah. Um, hiking. You know, that's mm-hmm. one thing because like. Like with my son, he just didn't like those typical sports. He didn't yeah. like soccer. He didn't like baseball. He didn't like any of that. So, you know, but as he got older, I'm like, you know what? We're just going to do things. We're just going to follow his lead. You know, he likes to run. He likes to hike. He likes to, you know, do like different obstacle courses. These are all really good forms of exercise Yeah. Um, that you don't have to kind of label as exercise. You could just label right. it sort of a fun it's just activity. activity. Yeah. yeah rollerblading, you know, whatever it is, just to kind of yeah. get out and moving. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think sometimes we get stuck with, Oh, if they're not in like a specific sport. Yeah. That it's, I'm not, you know, as a parent, I'm not doing the, you know, good job. You know, I have to get them involved in a sport, but, but yeah. the lesson I learned as a parent of a, well, someone who is not really sporty um, and has kids who were not into sports for a long time. It's just following the lead. So yeah. And I really like that they, you know, the acceptance of Chunky, you know, how it, with his family that he found what he wanted, you know, where he shined at the end where he did mm-hmm. fit in. Um, so that kind of gets to my last question about um, any plans, any more plans for Chunky books. I'm sure you have something on your mind. Yeah, I definitely want to, uh, I want to get into um, when I, when I went from seventh grade to eighth grade, uh, I was sort of sick of, you know, teachers in Houston not being able to pronounce my name. Like, so I changed my name to Jerry in the eighth grade. Like, yeah. Uh, and uh, I wrote about this in the, um, where was it? The Jewish Book Council, something. But it was the, the essay was called A Boy Named Jew because my, you know, Yehudi means Jew. So like I changed my name to Jerry in the eighth grade and like, uh, but then like feeling like I was almost hiding my Jewish identity felt bad. So I was sort of reclaimed it. So I want my, you know, the next chunky story to be a little bit around that. Like if Hootie like changes his name and kind of changes his personality and maybe like, you know, chunky gets worried, like, you know, he's sort of hiding himself more. I yeah. I feel like there's something interesting there. And then I definitely wanted to like wrap up the whole chunky books with Hootie's bar mitzvah. Like, I feel like that would be a good, like, yeah. like, like a sort of like, like moving on to the next phase in his life. So he maybe says goodbye to Chunky, but like, I want the, the final page to be like that Hootie starts drawing the graphic novel Chunky. Mm-hmm. So it's like he honors his imaginary mascot with like making the book about him. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is really, really cool. I love yeah. that. Wow. So, well, is there anything else you wanted to add before we finish up? Uh, no, yeah. Everybody pre-order Chunky Goes to Camp. Buy the first Chunky if you haven't already. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if um, the book is going to be released June 14th, right? You said? Yeah, June 14th. 14th. Yeah. 
Um, but this podcast is going to be released um, for, you know, just so you could listen to the books, maybe even get a chance to order a Chunky first, read Chunky, and then get Chunky Goes to Camp. Yeah. And which is also to, a perfect to book camp. to read yeah. at camp. Okay. Because yeah. we need to send books with our kids. Um, yeah. So send Chunky Goes to Camp. so well thank you so much for being on and um yeah thank you for having me thank you thank you for listening today listen and learn with us at language during mealtime